Welcome to the Swordbreaker Podcast. Each week, I tackle a new theme. First, we'll see if any of my listeners have something to say from previous episodes. Then, I'll share some ideas about the main topic. After that, I'll give you my list of eight variations on the theme. Enjoy. Hey, Logan. Spencer here. I just wanted to say hi, really, and thank you for the recent run of episodes. Just so much great stuff in there. Enough ideas to keep any gamer going for years. Um, I wanted to also thank you for the recent High Fantasy episode where you touched on the subject of... Uh, labels and um, the difference in definitions from uh, literary to gaming terms you know that that difference in terminology is something I've spoken about in the past but you really nicely summarized the issue there and um, I hope to come up with something for your carousel but um, let's see if inspiration strikes cheers take care thanks for the call spencer and thank you so much for the chimera later in this podcast spencer has his own excellent podcast with probably the best name ever keep off the borderlands check it out hey logan jason here loved your sword and sorcerer episode you did a great summation of the genre and yeah i'd play in any of those worlds great job Thanks so much, Jason. Jason's own podcast, the Nerds RPG Variety Cast, is so much fun, and it gets a lot of call-ins, inspires a lot of conversations. I think of it as sort of the Anchorite's audio tavern. It's it's tons of fun. Hi, Logan. Jim Tripp here, wishing you a happy 50th episode. The heroes in my Dungeon World table wanted a binding promise from an NPC. As part of that, they all got to make up a portion of a ritual, similar to our cross my fingers, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. And now they're collecting and bartering promises, trying to trade up to a promise that someone else got from a king years ago before he was king. I was wondering what your take is on other incorporeal assets that they may be, may be able to trade for. Hi, Jim. Thank you very much. And I came up with three for you. The first being a bard's song. A bard can be compelled to go before the party singing their praises and giving them a good reputation everywhere they go. Or, goodwill of the dark forest. Maybe a forest or some wild place that's keen on confusing visitors will actually make travel easier for the party. Or possibly, knowledge of the signs. Perhaps there have always been something like hobo signs in your world, but the party didn't notice them. Maybe they receive instructions that help them see and interpret the little marks left all over the place. Wahoo, Swordbreaker! Wahoo, episode 50! <laughs> it feels like my podcast is real! I hope to reach episode 100 much quicker. I have a healthy list of topics, but I'm always excited to get requests. 
Goblin's henchmen suggested monster parts and broken magic items, and Chris Shorb asked for reptile folk. Those will be my next three episodes. After that, I'll dive back into my fantasy subgenre series with episodes on dark fantasy, heroic fantasy, gonzo fantasy, and science fantasy, not necessarily in that order. To celebrate this milestone episode, I asked friends and listeners to help me build a whole carousel worth of monstrous creatures that, like the mythical chimera, are a conglomeration of various creature parts. Let's take a ride on the crazy chimera carousel. Hey Logan, it's Brian from Session Zero. I just wanted to do a chimera call-in for you. I've been really into Lovecraftian horror lately, and I had this cool idea of a cross between a displacer beast, a nightmare, and a naga. Basically the shape of a displacer beast whose hooves, mane, and tail are flame, and it's just roiling smoke. Its face is that of a naga, and its tentacles are snakes instead of, you know, the pointy tentacles that it has. I just thought that would be a cool monster to come across, you know, when you're in kind of like a nightmare realm. Hi, Logan. It's Greg Gelter. Really enjoying the Swordbreaker podcast. Uh, here's my submission for the Chimerical Carousel. The Autumn Court of Fay Queen Cottonlace is guarded by a pack of chimerical tiger apes. Their bodies are gorilla-like, with muscular arms and legs for quick movements and crushing assault. However, their hair, teeth, and eyes are decidedly feline. These bold tiger stripes help camouflage them against the turning leaves. Should someone be pursued long enough to break the tree line, they will discover one last gift. Long, Gossamer wings, like those of a dragonfly, quickly remind any mortal of their hubris for crossing the Fey. Hi Logan, it's Greg Gelder again. I can't help myself. Here's one more. In the backwater fen of Imperial Bay lives a curious community of frog bats. These generous and kind creatures have all the unfortunate attributes of both with no advantage. A taste for bugs, but no frog tongue to catch them. A yearning to take to the skies, but no wings to do so. A need to submerse in water, but no ability to swim. These frog bats are the unfortunate result of the wizard Asgagon's Bat Frog Brigade of flying amphibious warriors who infiltrate fortresses under the cover of night and are the terror of any who do not pay the wizard's exorbitant protection fees. Hi Logan, it's Greg Gelder. You did say it was my last chance, so here's one last one. The gifted child wizard Kisla cannot be bothered to use their gifts for anything practical. Long days and nights spent reading dusty tomes in some musty conservatory? <laughs> All the wonder and delight of the world is just past the breakers on the beach. Diving deep and swimming far, they have brought back all kinds of fish to be changed into lustrous chimera. They've made fish no larger than a coin, with fins that spread out like galleon sails. Gem-toothed sharks, who shimmer with a sunset of colors. Even sponges and coral whose coordinated movements resonate with their glass tanks and sing a joyous tune. There is no malice in these creations, just a childlike glee at the wonders of the world that softens even the most hardened visitors to their aquarium. This is my entry for the Chimera Carousel. The White Pudding. That's W-I-G-H-T. A pale amorphous blob possessed by malevolent spirits. It can seep silently through any aperture all you will hear 
is the agonised screams of its victims. It can only be harmed by fire, and anything else will only cause it to subdivide. If you are unfortunate enough to come in contact with it, you will experience both acid damage and level drain. That's if you haven't been fully digested. Happy 50th episode, Logan. Here's to many more. Hey, Logan, Jason here for a contest entry. All the cool things are taken. So I'm going to come up with something that was developed as a spy. And there's an animal you could use. You'd have to do some kind of connection with it, but you'd be able to use it as a kind of a, like I say, kind of a spy. So let's do a, a ferret that's got some spider mixed in it. So you have the eyes of the spider and you have the ability to cast a web and cr crawl on the ceiling, you know, crawl walls like a spider. And then it's got some sort of wings, some sort of, you, you know, bird wings that it can fold, fold up tight when it's squeezing through areas. So you have your, your ferret spider, your flying ferret spider. Um, I'll let you name it. But, and its primary purpose is a spy or a thief. So there you go. Hey, Logan, Chris Shorb here. Congratulations on reaching episode 50. And my chimera, I don't even know if it's a chimera or not, but it's basically the it's basically a kaiju-sized coronavirus on chicken legs. And to me, that's it's sort of like uh, I guess I say kaiju. I'm actually thinking Tarasque, but because of that's unique to 5e, I guess it's kaiju. Uh, a kaiju coronavirus. Sounds pretty scary to me. Hi Logan, Goblin Tenchman here. So this is my submission for your chimeric um, episode coming up. So it's a mashup of a clay golem and a beehive. In a barrow, a clay golem was set vigil to guard forever the remains. Bees made their way in and built their hive in the golem's head and torso. Maddened, the golem has ransacked the tomb. Woe betide the tomb raider. That's it. I, I will confess that it was recycled from a collaborative hex crawl organised by Shane Ward called uh, The Wandering Wayfarer. And that was one of my submissions to that collaborative hex crawl. Okay, cheers. Bye. The entity known only as Heart Eater is a foul abomination feared by all. It's a combination vampire, specter, rot grub. It can destroy its victims in one of two ways. First, its cold, bony, incorporeal claws can reach inside of your chest, penetrating any armor, skin, bone, it matters not, till its icy claws surround your heart and then squeeze. Secondly, its incorporeal proboscis can do the same, sliding effortlessly directly into your heart where it injects its foul young where they will continue to fester and grow and consume until there is nothing left.
This one is from my oldest friend, Adam Croston, and it may be a touch longer because I neglected to tell him the rules. The head of the spider goat may be the first and last thing you notice, as in more ways than one, it's something of an abomination. The head has at least eight bulbous, square-irised goat eyes of different sizes in clusters across the top of its skull. Growing from the back of its head are two different sets of grotesquely twisted, discolored horns, and its crusty, spittle-covered mouth has two pairs of jaws, the larger jaws opening left to right with fang-like protrusions, and the smaller inner jaws opening up and down to expose a frighteningly shaped long tongue. The body of the spider goat's gruesome form is slightly larger than a cow and covered in scraggly fur. It has the same sinewy muscled limbs as a goat, but instead of four, it has eight long multi-segmented legs with bony knees that end in sharp cloven hooves. Sticking back off the central part of the body, much like a spider, is a bulging fat abdomen. The spider goat moves skittishly with nervously shaking muscles, but beware, as it is actually terrifyingly fast and nimble and can even jump great distances. The noise it makes is a hideous baying sound, like somewhere between the normal bleeding of a sheep, an evil laugh, and the death squeal of a pig. Viscous, slimy silk is constantly slowly dripping out of its backside. The incredibly tough strands have a distinct and disturbing odor that is especially bad when mixed with the smell of the decaying corpse remnants it has discarded or the bodies it is enveloped to purposely rot inside silken cocoons for later eating. The silken slime they produce cannot be set afire, making killing nests of them by fire nearly impossible. Take care not to get caught up in its sticky, slimy webs. If you are bitten, the fangs in its outer jaw carry a venom that quickly paralyzes the body and slows the blood. Know that they are quick to strike, but prefer to eat at their leisure. Being slowly eaten by the spider goat is especially horrible, since the victims cannot move while the beast slowly chews its way through fingers and limbs before always saving the chest and head for last. Its inner jaws are not nearly as strong as the outer ones, and it takes time for it to gnaw through faces and skulls. Of course, I can't resist including one of my own. The Nunklabar is a nasty piece of work. It's equal in size to seven knights on horseback. It has a head that looks like the skull of a bear, and its long, black-furred body has four badger-clawed feet in front and another four in the back. It scoots around the forest floor like a giant inchworm. Its naked rat's tail trails behind it, almost like it was forgotten, until it breaks your ribs whipping you into a tree. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, I love receiving calls and messages. You can call me through the Anchor app or send me a note at swordbreakerzine at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts on this episode or something from a past episode. Give me ideas for new themes or just say hello. Thank you to Ray Otis for my new full color logo. You can find links to his many excellent games, zines, and blog posts at rayotis.com. That's R-A-Y-O-T-U-S dot com. The crew at your table is making demands. 
They want adventure in fantasy lands. Wahoo! Sword breaker! You need some options and you need them now. They're bored with the owl bears and sick of the drow. Wahoo! Sword breaker! You're brilliant, it's true, but you know in the end. Even the finest can use a friend with random rambling and homebrewed lists. Listener content with awesome twists. Bounce, 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 sword breaker.